I think she just caught on because that's when I started Greek dancing. And so she was like, oh, this dude likes the dancing. So that's what must have been it. Oh, I, I would also take really long showers. <laughs> she knew. Take it your mother. No, you never call me. I mean, I wonder if you think I'm broken. Just don't tell my mother. It's your mother. 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 No, you never call me. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't. Don't tell, don't tell. Where the hell are you? You are never home. Hello, my family. It's Nikki Levy. Welcome back to Don't Tell My Mother. I am coming to you live from the belly of the beast, my mother's house in Queens, New York. My mother had surgery, and so I flew in from Los Angeles to help her. I'm a good daughter, but I'm not a good daughter. I am a raging you-know-what, because that seems to be what happens when daughters get around their mothers. It is like an allergy. Instead of breaking out into hives, we break out into bitch. My mother, as you all know, because she's been on this podcast a million times, is a wonderful, kind, hilarious, charming, loving human being. But she is also a hoarder. So you put down your phone in the house and three hours later, you're digging through National Geographic's from 1972 to find it. Did you know slugs have four noses? Truth. My mother lost a thyroid and I lost my damn mind the minute I got here six long days ago. Do me a favor, my family. DM me. Tell me about a fight you had with your mother. Tell me about a time she makes you crazy. Tell me about something about her that makes you crazy at Don't Tell My Mother or at Nikki Levy. I promise you I will relate. We have a fun as hell episode today. Gus Constantelis is an amazing TV writer and comic, and he got really famous during quarantine for his videos imitating his Greek mother, Julia. Now, growing up in Queens, I have a special place in my heart for Greek things. I mean, souvlaki was like my seventh vocabulary word. Gus tells us an uber sexy story about losing his virginity in a foreign country. And then Julia, his mom, joins us. This episode is somewhat bilingual because Julia only speaks Greek and I feel right at home. Hasta kuname! We'll be back with me and Gus right after this. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't. 
she needs help with she needs help. My dad needs help with Amazon Prime on his TV, and she's going to Greece, so she needs to do her COVID authorization form. So it's like a it's like a to do list I have, and then also this podcast. My God, Gus, you're a you're an incredible son. <laughs> okay, so well, let me backtrack. So I got really into your Instagram over the pandemic. Thank you. So you've done like just like the funniest videos, but like Greek moms on Easter, Greek moms when they come to visit, gr- Greek mom, like every possible Greek mom cooking videos. And by the way, I I Greek Greek food and Indian food are my two favorite foods. So um, anything with Greek food, I'm 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 in. I'm there. I do so many of those recipe videos. And let me tell you, it's so <laughs> hard to fit them into a minute. And sometimes I'll do it. And then people will be like, you forgot this. And I'm like, this is 59 seconds. I'm clearly a person in a wig. I mean, it's not a real recipe. Like, don't take this too seriously. (laughs) No, I mean, I'll be honest. Yeah, they're they're more Gus doing a great sketch than an Ina Garten video. This is not Ina, but I do now put the actual recipes in my stories whenever I release oh. the videos. And I tell people, screenshot it and actually, because it's the real recipe and I'll <laughs> and like, make it. Wait, wait, there's a video you did for Easter that you got a lot of love for on the interwebs. Explain the Easter video. Explain the Easter so for, for folks. It was like mid-pandemic. It was like very early pandemic, actually. It was April and it was yep. c- Greek Easter was coming up. I had been doing this Greek mom character and I was like, oh, I need to do like a Greek moms on Easter video. And at that point, like I had been doing videos long enough where I was starting to like really lose my interest in them because I wasn't finding any success. Do you know what I mean? Like that moment where you're like, I'm really putting in a lot of work here and like no one cares. And so I was like, I need to do an Easter video. I'm just going to put slap this together. And I just did it really quickly. And then I posted it. And then I went fully viral on like Facebook and Instagram. Can you do a bit from that video? You know what? I, I think what's really funny in that video is that I keep saying, Alexa, send the group text message to the whole family. And then I have like a part where I'm like, my cousin Maria told my sister Maria that my cousin Maria told her sister Maria that my pasticcio is dry. So she's not invited for Easter this year. And I just like, it was so silly. And I was like having such a good time. And then it went super viral. And I'm so lucky for it. How much of these videos where you do your mom, how much are they really your mom? And how much do you like, how much is made up and how much is like you repeating shit your mother has said? I will say, I'll probably say like 85% is my mom. And then 15% is like shit I've, I've needed to make up that I've seen from other people, like my aunts or something like that, or my grandma. So you grew up, so you're first generation mm-hmm. and you were raised in Brooklyn? Uh, Yeah. And your parents moved moved here from Greece or moved to New York from Greece when they were how old or in what what year ish? So it was 1984. My parents came here. No and it way. Was, um, yeah. Okay. It was, so it's recent, like probably 30, recent. I would 36 say. Thirty six years yeah. ago. Yep. Yep. And um, my my dad learned English when he was in Athens, and yeah. my mom didn't speak any English at all. And they came with like you know her brothers, and so it was like a network of all these Greeks yes. and. It was that was it. They were in New York. And then like basically my mom like nannied and cleaned houses until, really? you know, and my dad was a tailor. And so then they just saved up enough money and then eventually like bought a house. And my dad started a small business like eight years ago. So what made them come to the States? 
It was a it was a multitude of things. It was a, it was like there was an economic crisis in the 80s in Greece, so it was like there was no jobs and there was shit going on in her village. Like her brothers had like her brother died, her other brother was murdered in this like crazy like land dispute. What's the name of her village? Capeleto. And where is that? It's a very small village on the in Peloponnesian. They got indoor plumbing in that village like six years ago on the same day that gay marriage was legalized in America. And oh. it's like love, love wins. Love truly wins. So um, does toilets. Yeah. Yes. And so do toilets. So your mom's from a tiny village in Greece, but you were born here in the States, right? Yeah, I was born in Brooklyn. Where in Brooklyn? Bay Ridge. Ah! So did you grow up with a lot of other Greek kids or... It was a good mix. It was good. We had like a bunch of Greek kids. And then we had a bunch of Arabic kids and then mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of just like kind of like mutts is what we called them back in the day of like a mix of everything. I know Bay Ridge as just so Italian. And Italians. Like I mean, mafioso Italian. Italian in Bay Ridge. But the Italians weren't because like we were much poorer than I guess the Italians were because okay. all the Italians are like in the richer areas of Bay Ridge and also yes. in Diker Heights and Bensonhurst. Whereas Ooh, like, we were, like to live there. We were in the poor little area and it was like all those six family houses. So it was like a different vibe kind of like you have to imagine like we were poor when we were kids. Like I shared a bed with my brother until I was 11 and you then did. I shared a Yeah. And then I shared a room with him until I was 14. And then I finally got my own bedroom when I was 15. How did you masturbate with your brother in your bed? Like, how do you do these coming of age shit? I'm just, I'm just being honest. It's so true because that's when we shared a bedroom is when I finally hit puberty. I feel bad for him more than I feel bad for (gasps) me because at least when I was going through puberty, we had our own beds and we had our own bedroom, right? And I could go anywhere in the, in the house, right? But when he was going through puberty, he had to share a bed with me and it must have really been miserable because we also, we shared a bed together, but we also shared a bedroom with our other brother. So it was like three people in one bed. Room that sucked. That I mean, sucked. That's for three that. boys. Yeah, you could crack that fucking mattress in half. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it was disgusting. But um, I would come home from school, and then I'd have like three hours before my brother Mario came home from school. So I had the bedroom all to myself yeah. for three hours, and so I'd get home, and I would eat like I would eat a bologna sandwich. I would watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and then I'd masturbate furiously like three times in a row, and then I would go to like go do my homework, and then he would be home. So that's how I masturbated. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I'm done. Okay, so you grew up poor, slapping the bologna when you could. Did you feel like you were similar to the other kids? Like, did you feel like an insider then? Or did you kind of feel like an outsider? No, that's the thing is, I did feel like an insider. I felt like this Mm. is normal. And it wasn't until college and high school, like late high school into college that I started feeling like an outsider. Why? Why then? Well, because college is when I went to NYU and NYU, you're not going to get you're not going to get the, you're not going to get first generation people like at NYU. It was like a very, I guess, like standard wealthy of like wealthy student with like wealthy parents. Do you remember a, a moment that you re- that you felt like, Oh, these, this is not, these are not my people. Yeah. It was like, um, it was like during welcome week, I was like sitting <laughs> in a, yeah, it was literally during welcome week. I was sitting in like, 
I was with the commuter students because I was a commuter student at the time. And so they really? separated us. Yeah. And they separated us into commuter students and our, and like the resident students. Right. And with the commuter students, I was like, oh, these are my people. These are the people that grew up in New York, have immigrant parents, have some sort of culture that they identify with. And then I was at an event where it was like a bunch of like non-commuter students. And I okay. was like, what's going on? I'm the weird person here. Like people would be like, oh, I summer here. I summer here. I summer here. Like if you use summer, if you use summer as a verb, like we inherently don't get along. That's just the truth. And so, (laughs) and so I was like, this is so confusing. I, I don't know what to do with these people. And I could just feel a difference. Like I could just feel like, oh, like we just had different upbringings. One of the videos you did, Gus, was coming out to immigrant parents. I love that video because that was like really real for me. What was different about coming out to your mom than maybe other people's experiences? I guess like when people talk about gay rights, sometimes they forget how hard it is in other countries or like how how much further behind other countries are. But uh, Greece is one of those places where it's very frowned upon to this day. And so it was really hard for her. My cousin, who's much older, he's 25 years older than me um, and he lives in Canada. Mm. When he came out of the closet, his mom completely rejected him. She never, Mm. never, ever wanted to talk about it. She basically kicked him out of the house. I mean, he basically had to fend it for himself. That was what was going on as I was growing up. So to see that happening in my family was like very traumatic as a kid because I was like, oh, no, I'm just like my cousin and my cousin was not accepted. So that must be what my fate is going to be. So you knew when you were really young, as, as most of us do, by the way, right? I mean, yeah, I did. Yeah. How did you know? What was your what was your tell that you were like, I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours? I, you know what it was? It was, it, it was, uh, it was Richard Gear. <laughs> it was Richard Gear. It was so hot. And I saw him in some random movie once. I just remember him like in a suit and just being like, that is so sexy. And it was like him, like, like putting on a suit or undressing in a suit. And I was just like, that's so sexy. And that was it. And then I just remember like going down like a, wormhole later that day of like Richard Gere on Google or Yahoo or Ask Jeeves or whatever it was in 1999. (laughs) Like us, like us. (laughs) Yeah. And when did you tell your mother? I told her when I was 20. It's funny because I told my dad a year before I told my mom and my dad was so cool with it. He did not care. And he was like, don't tell your mother. He's so chill. He's so chill. He actually like literally was like trying to get me to do it for like a long time. And he was like, I tried when you were 12. I tried when you were 14. I tried when you were 16, 18. Now you tell me I've known all these years. And then one day I woke up and I was on my way to school. I was college and I was just like feeling really sassy. And I was just like, I'm gay. And it was like early in the morning too. And she just started crying. And it was like, she just said, if you don't cook her, you don't cook her clean. How can you be gay? And I was like, okay, first of all, (laughs) fuck you. That's rude. (laughs) It was like so funny. And she just cried and I was like running late. And I was just like, I gotta go. And she was just really heartbroken. But, you know, it. and then like that whole week was just really hard. And then eventually she just kind of was like, "Ah, this is what it is. And then I remember my dad coming in and being like, why did you say anything? Why did you say anything? I was trying to butter her up. Guys, you have a very sexy story. And sexy stories are my favorite stories, of course. Gus, tell me everything. This is a story of how I lost my virginity 
in a bathhouse in France. Yes, it is. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I was 21. Yeah. I was in the south of France. Ooh. I was a virgin. And, yeah. um... I had just turned to, it was literally the day after my 21st birthday. And I was in Montpellier with like three of my friends from college. And I stayed in an Airbnb all by myself. And I Googled like gay things to do in Montpellier. Because when you're gay and you get to a new city, all you do is Google gay things to do in that city. Like I still do that. I still do. You have to. You have to. (laughs) You have to. I still Um, do it. It's like so important. You need to know. It's like, is it is there something to do that is gay? I need to know. So I Googled it and a, <laughs> a bathhouse came up that was six minutes walking distance away from my Airbnb. I made it there in three. I mean, I ran. I jogged. I bolted. I sprinted. Um, and I got there and I rang the bell and I go in and it was like 12 euro and they gave me a Velcro wristband mm-hmm. with like a little condom pouch and a little lube pouch and it was like this velcro wristband that went right here and like a little towel so i changed <gasps> into my little towel and i went into the bathhouse and i was like wandering around and, this and is, you, it was you've like obviously never been to a bathhouse before no never okay. i was like sh- in shock right and on the yeah. radio was a uh, woman's world by Cher was playing um <laughs> I don't know if you remember that song. It was terrible, but it was like, this is a woman's world. This is a woman's world. And she's wearing a wig in that music video made out of like newspaper clippings and they were playing the music video. So then um, I'm like walking through and there's like a sauna. Obviously it's dark. There's a bar. And then I go downstairs to something called the Z zone. So I go to the Z zone. I don't know. So I go to the Z zone and in the Z zone, there's like a steam room. And then there's like a giant bed in the middle of the room, like in the public area, and then a TV playing porn and uh, like a few gay guys, a couch, and then all these private rooms that you can go in the back and like go into by yourself or like with other people, obviously. And, so and, I you, do that. and you went to this bathhouse alone, completely alone. Alone. So I'm in this area and then I don't go to the private cabins. I just sat down on the couch and I was like taking it all in. There was this really hot guy sitting like right on the bed uh-huh. and yeah, taking it all in. I, uh, and then, okay. So the hot guy is like looking at me and we like lock eyes. We do the, we do the gay glances and he like calls me over. So I go over. And at this point, the, uh, the song, when I was your man by Bruno Mars starts playing on the radio. Very big mood killer. So uh, like we're, we're getting it, we're getting it in. Like he's like kissing me. We're doing the whole thing. And then at one point he like turns around and he like spreads his butt. And I was like, oh no, does, does he want me to fuck him? Cause like I'm a virgin. So I went into like my Velcro wristbands and I like it open. Right. And <laughs> I got the little condom out and it was so dark. It took me like an, an hour to put it on. I was like struggling so hard and I finally put it on. And I started fucking him and I can't. And then as I'm fucking him, Girl on Fire by Alicia Keys starts playing. <gasps> I lasted 10 seconds. Um, 
<laughs> it was like the quickest thing. He even turned around to me afterwards and he said, that's it. <gasps> Gus. Oh, Gus. But I like sat down and I was like, wee wee. And he was like, okay, <laughs> like, will you let me fuck you after you've come? And I was like, uh, and I like, you know, I, 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 I like took a breath and I like looked around. Right. And I was like, I'm in this bathhouse. I'm, I've just turned 21. I've just lost my virginity. Maybe I'm a top. <gasps> Who knows? Am I a top? We'll see. Probably not, right? And then I look up and there's like two old men just like staring at me. And I like got all my shit. And I was like, no. And I ran away. <laughs> and then I like ran back to my Airbnb and I Skyped my best friend. And I was like, I just lost my virginity. I did it! Did you get this guy's name? No. Good for you. No. Good for I you. Just, I, I call him Jean-Pierre in my brain. <laughs> Even though that's definitely like it was... He was dead stuff. He was like an Arabic man. Like he was like, cause South, Southern France has a lot of Arabic people. And like, yeah. he was definitely, his name was definitely not Jean-Pierre. I'll tell you that much. But in my <laughs> brain, his name is Jean-Pierre. He was so hot. He was beautiful. Also, I highly recommend if you haven't lost your virginity yet and you're looking for a way to do it, like Concept Sauna in Montpellier. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I did it. During our little break, you told me you don't want to traumatize your lovely mother by sharing this Mon Cherry Cherry popping story with her. But can I still meet her? Yes. And I know she doesn't speak English, but will you translate? Because I have some important questions. Yes, I can translate. Let me give, give me one second. Let me get her. Wait, and what do I call your mother? You can call her Julia. Gus, let's call your mother. Yasu Julia. She said, how are you? <laughs> Good. You look like the way Gus looks in videos. The same the same dress. Thank you. <laughs> she said, thank you. <laughs> Julia, important question is, what is the one food you will make when I come visit you in Brooklyn? Very important question. Moussaka. <laughs> Moussaka, she says. Moussaka! Yeah. I love Moussaka. (laughs) Julia, what did you think when Gus started doing videos about you? Uh, (laughs) She said at first she had no idea. Now she's used to it. See, now she's like all used to it and she loves it. She really does love it. I mean, she's trying to, she's being all shy right now, but... She at first had no idea. And then her church friend started sharing the videos with her. And she was like, oh, now I get it. And they're like, oh, my God, you're so funny. We love him. And now she's used to it. What would you correct in Gus's video that he's not doing exactly like the right way? That he's not doing like you exactly? That's a great question. She says I do it exactly like her. She's like, no, you do it exactly right. Yeah. 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 So, Julia, do you remember when Gus came out to you as gay? I'm sure she remembers. Uh, oh, she had realized it way before, she said. Yeah. Oh, from when I was 10. Yeah, what happened at 10? I think she just caught on because that's when I started Greek dancing. And so she was like, oh, this this dude likes the dancing. So that's what must have been well, it. Ask, that's, ask that's her. Exactly. Ask her what she remembers. Oh, it was because I had a lot of friends that were girls. That's exactly what it was. That That's, that's always the one. Oh, I, I would also take really long showers. <laughs> <laughs> 
αλλά ήταν η χαριστική γωνία, ήταν όταν μου το έπες, τότε πρωτοέκλαψα. Ναι, 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 ναι. She just says that, like, she knew, but she was, you know, she was kind of holding out that maybe she was wrong. But when she, t- when I first told her is when she first cried about it, is what she said. But, mm-hmm. um... My mom cried too. That was too. just kind of the moment. Yeah. Και η μάνα της έκλαψε. Έτσι είναι πολύ νορμάλ. Μην ξεχνάει ότι είχα άλλα δύο παιδιά πολύ πιο μεγάλα και είχα εμπειρία από αγόρια. Οπότε γι' αυτό το κατάλαβα ακόμα πιο πολύ. Yeah. And she says, oh, because I had two older sons, I already knew what boys were like. And him being so different, I was like, oh, this is obviously, a, this is, he's different. How, were, yeah. you, how yeah. were you different? How did she notice besides the showers, which is It was the perfect. showers. It was the... It was, πολλά, πολλά. And it was a lot. In the, in the move, in the way, in my mannerisms and, and everything, oh. she says. Yeah. Does she know about your bathhouse experience? No, she does not no, know. no, no. Let's not tell her that. Let's not tell her that. Okay, okay. I tried. I guess what happens in France stays in France. <laughs> Can you ask Julia if she keeps any secrets from you? Υπάρχουν μερικά πράγματα στη ζωή Όχι, δεν σου λέω για το όχι το μοναδικό μυστικό που πρέπει να μου πεις. Ένα μικρό μυστικό να μου πεις. Εντάξει, με πλήγωσε πάρα πολύ αυτό, πονάει η καρδιά μου. Αυτό είναι. Κάθε μέρα να σε δεν το λέω. Δεν το λέω όμως. Ναι, αλλά σε αγαπάω και εσύ με αγαπάς. Ναι, αλλά δεν έχει σημασία αυτό. Εγώ όμως λέω γιατί θέα μου. Ναι, εντάξει. Ξέρεις κάτι και το ξέρω αυτό. Και δεν νομίζω ότι το ξέρω. You know, we just had a really emotional moment, but she said I, I that saw my it. secret. Yeah, you know, she said that my secret is that it really hurts me sometimes to know that you're gay, but it's something that I work through every day. Και με πειράζει πιο πολύ όταν μου το λένε, μου το χτυπάνε σαν εκδίκηση άλλη. And she hates it when other people throw it to her as as if it's an insult. Like and because I think there's been family members that I have that have like used it as an insult, and so that's what hurts her the most mm-hmm. is that like she wishes that people would never use that in that way, and she's like that's a secret that I've been holding from you, mm-hmm. and I was like no, but I know that I know that it hurts you, but I know that like I love you and I know that you love me, and that's what's important. Would it make her feel any less worried? I guess if you were in a long-term relationship. Γενικά τα δεύτερα πρόσωπα στα παιδιά μου. Η νύφη, ας πούμε, του Δημήτρη Κοπέλα, εσένα, του Μάριου, δεν με ενδιαφέρουν ποτέ. Με ενδιαφέρουν μόνο τα παιδιά μου, να έχω εμπιστοσύνη στα παιδιά μου. She's a savage. She's so, she's so classic immigrant. She goes, listen, I'll tell you the truth. I don't care about whoever, she's like, I don't care about who my sons are dating. She's like, they are not important to me. Only my sons are important to me. I love them. I don't give a fuck about those other people at the end of the day. (laughs) That's literally what she said. Yeah. Basically, I mean, she didn't say this, but she's based and she's but she said this before. She's like, I'll cut a bitch if I need to. She's like, I'll drop him in a second. I don't care. <laughs> she's nodding. Julia's she's nodding. like, I will. I will do that. <laughs> Julia, do me a favor. Tell me. First of all, I respect that about you. And I think every good mother is like that. Right. Like they will. They will cut a bitch. They will cut a bitch. She's like, they all see colors in the net. Yeah, she has faith that I, if like that's not a good dude, that I'll jump his ass and go. Good for you. Your mom's been married like over 40 years, right? To your dad? 40, exactly. Yeah, they just had their 40th anniversary. Happy anniversary. Yeah. What is, please share with me and Gus, both of us, what is the trick? Ah, ton oadras, dilavio babas. 
κάνει αυτά που πρέπει σαν άντρας. Εγώ έχω τοποθετηθεί στο σπίτι, part-time σε δουλειά βοήθεια η γυναίκα και ε, ξέρει ο καθένας το, την τοποθεσία του σπιτιού. Δηλαδή ξέρει ο καθένας, ο μπαμπάς είναι να δουλεύει, να κανονίζει όλο το σύστημα του σπιτιού και εγώ από εκεί και πέρα να μπορέσω να ξέρω πότε θα ψωνίσω, να ξέρω πότε θα χαλάσω τα λεφτά, να ξέρω πότε θα πάω το βακεζιό μου, να τον εσέβομαι πρώτον, μπροστά σε άλλους ποτέ να μην τον, κάνω, να μην τον προσβάλλω. Αυτά όλα άμα μπουν σε μία ρέγουλα και ξέρω... Δηλαδή εγώ θα μαγειρέψω, αυτός θα, δουλ... θα κάνει κάποια άλλη δουλειά όταν είμαστε στο σπίτι που είναι αντρικιά. Αυτό είναι όλο το η ουσία του γάμου. She's like, the man has the things that he needs to do. I have okay. the things I need to do. I, you know, it's interesting because it's like an old school mentality, but it is really rooted in like what makes relationships great. Like in yeah. my opinion, like yeah, she's saying it. like, you know, he, my, my husband has to work and do that and make yep. money. And I have to do the things at home and I have to make sure I have a good home. Yep. I have to respect him. He has to respect me. We have to like, he has, I have to make sure that I'm never, you know, in, in company going to like, say anything bad and at the end of the day it's about respect and it's about knowing the things that you need to do to keep the relationship happy and together and like firm I guess and like that's mm -hmm. what's important what's important is that like you know you have your duties I have my duties and those duties together form a happy family so you each have to take care of your side of the street yeah exactly and don't bad mouth each other to other people it sounds like you just said exactly before. yeah you know I think that's great advice if you're gay or straight or whatever. She's saying like if he comes home and he, I haven't cooked for him and then a day two I, he comes home I haven't cooked for him. Yeah, that's I'm a bad I'm a bad partner. And it's like, yeah, that's that's true to, to a certain I mean, it's an old school way of looking at it. But it's like, yeah, it's like you need to you need to foster the relationship at the end. Well, you of the both day. need to and take care of like, your shit, right? That's that's the deal. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Your mother's a piss. Gus, can you ask her? To teach me her favorite Greek curse word because I'm five years old. Tiene to pio to agapito sue tin Lexi, you know, kaki Lexi, stalnika. I got miss. I got. What is it? I got miss. I got miss, which means go fuck yourself. I got miss. I got misu, yeah. I got misu. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to say that to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, see? I love to end every episode, guys, with with you guys telling each other what you love most about each other. Αγαπάω εσένα που μ' αρέσει που προχωράς πάντα πολύ στη ζωή σου. Πας άλλο, πας άλλο. Και αυτό μ' αρέσει ο άνθρωπος να είναι πολύ δυναμικός που έχεις εσύ. Και ότι είσαι από πολύ μικρός αυτόνομος. Δεν ενοχλείς τον μπαμπά, δεν ενοχλείς τη μαμά, δεν ενοχλείς τα αδέρφια. Κανένα ναι. Και mm. ζεις από 22 χρονών μόνος σου και επιβιώνεις μόνος σου στη ζωή. Αυτό που κάνεις. She said, um, she said that what she really loves about me is that I have always been someone that is like constantly moving forward in his life and advancing mm. and because I'm really ambitious and motivated. Mm -hmm. and she really likes that aspect about me. I'm dynamic in terms of that. I'm always like moving forward. And she yep. says another thing is that like I was autonomous 
from the like when I was like a little kid. She's like, you never bothered me. You never bothered anybody. You just did your own fucking thing and you left us alone and you didn't fuck anything up, basically, is what <laughs> you she said. stayed in the shower for hours. Yeah, and she says she's happy to know that because like when she dies... This is such an immigrant thing. When I, she's like, when I die, I'm happy because I know that you'll be fine, pretty much. Gus, what do you love most about your mother? Esto yeah. por agapao ya cena inés nos pone alicia o tirses en este picora de que es glosa que está escaniola que el papás a la que sí. Ya te ha de tacrata. Ah, de an de tacrata que sí sí, ama de neva les topo discuteo na canis pragmata. O adres ina te que fali. Que ineca ina lo mos pucan ina ne 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 ne. Eftoga pa ya se no. Etirza te do me tipota. Denica te tipota de existi glosa. Denica te lefta. Mena me sena microbia merisma. Que tora que tapostiti ehume. Que sí ya sena esito ekanes efto. O papás taxi a la esito ekanes efto na toxeris. Que que afto sa There you go. She said, I said that I really love the fact that you've come here with literally nothing and have managed to build such a big life. And I said, and it's, and you know, it's like, yeah, dad did a lot, but you did a lot and you put up with a lot because like my dad was, you know, my dad had a rough go. He was an alcoholic. He had three heart attacks in his life, my dad. Mm. And so, you know, she really was the one that was like, she was the one that was like foot Mm. down Uh, you got to stop drinking. Like we have a fucking family, you know? And I think that wow. I really, we really owe a lot to my mom in terms of like getting no our kidding. shit together. And so that's what I said to her. Women are, I'm sorry, Gus, but I just have to say oh, it. Like yeah. women are the backbone <laughs> yeah. of this entire universe. Well, that's what she said. In Greece, we have a phrase called, it's uh, the man is the head, but the woman is the neck and she could turn the head wherever she wants it to. Uh, mom, mom. Well, I love you guys. Thank you, Julia. And thank you, Gus. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you so much. If it's not one thing. <laughs> thank you for listening, my family. I hope you had fun. I go back to LA tomorrow and I'm just going to clean the house and remember what it's like to be an adult in my own home. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please, please, please uh, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Don't Tell My Mother and at Nikki Levy and shoot me a DM. I always answer you guys. Tell me about a fight you always have with your own mother. I definitely want to hear it. Remember our mamas know how to push our buttons because they're the ones who installed them. Mwah. Don't Tell My Mother is created, hosted, and executive produced by Nikki Levy, my daughter. The show is executive produced by John Cryer. Oh my God, I love him. And Lisa Joyner and Jody Zuckerman Weiner at Discount Sushi. Our producer is Liza Glukoff. Co-producer, Andrew Congdon. Mixed and edited by Donovan Bullen. Theme song by Donovan Bullen and Joe McKenzie. Distributed by Acast. Now go call your mothers. Just don't, just don't. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.